This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Just in that brief second, I already in my mind scarfed down a beef, bean, and cheese burrito. Just so you're saying. All right. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I don't know. Mighty Taco gets me every time. Breakfast of champions. Yeah, I, I go for it right now. <laughs> Tony Caligiri here along with Frank Wolf of Western New York Athletics. Roger Weiss, our resident troublemaker. Tom Prince. Can we also save Western New York Athletics? Because you're all... Uh, you can do yep. Right? And uh, Francis Beck of Western New York Athletics. No, I'm not going to take it. You're not Western New York, Frank. You're 300 level today. There. All right. Do I have it all covered? You got it. All right. Yeah. I can go home now. See you guys. Morning, y'all. Good to see you guys. Tom, I haven't seen you since last year. It's good to see you back. Absolutely. Glad and to see you're doing healthy. Yeah. Well, I'm getting there. You know, it's, it's going to be a long process. The kids are making fun of me the other day as I'm doing uh, two-pound curls. <laughs> Nick's like, go, Dad. You can do it. You can do it. Is like, that two pounds with each hand or one pound in each hand? No. Oh, two pounds in each hand. I've graduated. So that's four pound girls. Yeah. Well, two in each hand. Okay. So one to four. <laughs> Next week, maybe three pounds. We'll see. I'm working my way up, so I'm training for the haystack at the silo. I got to be able to do that uh, <laughs> before summer's end. For the, for our listeners across the ocean, could you convert those pounds to grams? No, I don't know, Metric. Oh, you go ahead. You were the math major, weren't you? Accounting or whatever. No. Well. All of the above, I guess. All right. As obviously, we're going to be talking baseball today since Tom is in studio. But before we do that, we do have news and notes. And I'm going to start off to talking about uh, David Flewellen. He goes from uh, Lockport uh, High School to Toledo and now to the Tennessee Titans. Well, he's having his first annual football camp June 29th and 30th at Lockport. If you go to our Facebook page and you scroll down, you'll see a link uh, how you can... Uh, uh, get more information. It is, again, the 29th of uh, June, ages 7 to 13th. It'll be from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. 100 tickets are available. So uh, it's going to be held at the high school. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, more football camp news. University of Buffalo is having upcoming camps June 6th, June 20th, and June 24th. Uh, you want to go, again, that's on our Facebook page. Uh, let's see. We also have coming up uh, Amherst Tigers. They have a basketball camp coming up. That is July 16th through the 20th at Amherst High School. Boys entering grades 4 through 9. Time is from 8.30 to 12.30. Cost is $75. It includes a camp t-shirt. If you go to amherstschools.org, highlight the community tab, and then select Community Education Summer 2018 Amherst Tigers Basketball, and you can register there. Let's see. I think we have one more announcement. Uh, if you're not doing anything tomorrow, maybe head out to... Uh, 
Edison Elementary School on 236 Grayton Road in Tonawanda. The Corning girls are taking on the Kenmore girls in rugby. Francis, what you got for news and notes? Well, speaking of Amherst basketball, they're going to be hoping, uh, hosting the B. Canny Hoops Fest uh, Team Buffalo tryouts. They're going to be at Amherst High School, and they're going to go from Tuesday, May 29th to Tuesday, June 5th. Uh, more times, you can find that on our Twitter account or the Amherst Basketball Twitter account. A uh, few highlights from this week. Uh, Mary Cromer of the Flop, she just committed to Division One Power Mercyhurst to continue her hockey career. Um, on the Diamond, Clarence Varsity softball player Haley Stutes went 5-for-5 five five with a three-run double in the Red Devils' 12-7 win over Amherst, over Jamestown. And Lexi Legatuga had a grand slam at the new field at Ken West in a seven in a twenty-two to eight win over North Tonawanda this week. Raj, do you have anything? No, I just uh, okay. Thank Frank, you, Raj. Frank, <laughs> help me out on this one. Uh, aren't there going to be signings this week at Kenmore West? Kenmore East Monday, Ken West Wednesday. Okay. Uh, I can't I, tell you who yet. I'm sworn to secrecy. Oh, even though they've that. already announced, I, I can't tell you. He'd have to kill you. <laughs> and I may lose credentials to attend NFL events. No, so we don't I, want so that. So I can't uh, say which uh, my favorite uh, It's already it out can... there. I mean, I'm not going to say it because I'm sworn to secrecy. But if you want to say it, I can't get in trouble. Well, I'm not going to step on your parade and all that. But, uh... It's all right. Speaking of parades, that's exactly where I just left to come to this show. Opening day of uh, youth baseball going on. And, Tom, we were talking about for the show. It's uh, You said in some areas last week had their opening day. Uh, a lot of areas like you know Cayuga, we're having our opening day today. In fact, we also have our basket auction. If you uh, show up right now, anytime between... Uh, now and 3 o'clock uh, on 93rd Street Diamonds is the big tent set up, basket auction. You know what they have? An electric smoker. I want to hey. go and bid on that. Ooh. Yeah, I want to get my briskets on, my ribs and all that. I watch too much food TV, and I've been dying to learn how uh, to use a smoker. So I may go bid on that today. And then at 3.30, we have our opening day uh, f- uh, festivities at Cayuga. Uh, we are the uh, Cayuga Cubs. That's Nick's team, and we're taking on uh, our good friends, the Red Sox. That's so weird for me to be going up against the Red Sox, but yeah. have that. And we also have a flag football game today at one o'clock. So this is going to be a fun Ooh. day for me. I'm going to be very busy. I got a couple shout-outs, Tony. Uh, last weekend uh, out at O'Hara, they had the seventh annual Sean Patrick Scott Memorial Baseball Tournament. This year's uh, boys' varsity winners were the 2018 City Honors uh, Centaurs, they're called. And the softball winners were none other than Cardinal O'Hara. Nice. The host of the. Didn't uh, it get rained out last year? I think the yes. last couple years. Yeah, it should have been the mistaken. eighth annual, but because of the rain out, yes. Wow, eighth annual. Already. That's amazing. Can you believe it? <laughs> Anthony, did I hear you say earlier if you're not, if you people out there aren't doing anything tomorrow? Well, if you're not celebrating Mother's Day. Well, exactly. If you're not doing anything. Now you're making the people who don't want to celebrate Mother's Day giving them an excuse. Well, I'm just – it was just a way for me to throw it out. (laughs) Anyway, I just wanted to add to what Francis says. I do not know the dates yet for uh, the girls' BCANY tryouts. Uh, uh, Nate Butel just finished up his uh, end trip uh, 
softball team to get uh, eliminated in the playoffs. So I'm sure now his uh, concentration after Mother's Day tomorrow, Nate, will be on the uh, girls BCANY tournament, which will be going in conjunction. The uh, boys tryout at Amherst, am I safe to assume then that Chris Kenzie will be coaching that team? I did not get any of that information. I'm assuming because if you said the tryouts are at Amherst, that Chris Kenzie will be coaching. Oh, by the way, you mentioned Nate Butel. He had posted on our Facebook page. He is looking for high school and AAU girls basketball teams for their sixth annual NCCC shootout series this summer. This year's dates are June 30th, JV and modified, July 14th for varsity, August 11th for varsity, $200. We'll get you an entry fee and three games guaranteed, played out to a championship, certified officials, and athletic trainer on site. They'll have awards. So if you're interested, contact Naputel at NCCC. Again, this is on our uh, Facebook page, Inside High School Sports. I wanted to give a shout-out to James Mallory and his crew for the work. They put into that. I didn't get a chance to attend. I know Cal was there. He put a lot of pictures up on the saw his, that. Yeah, the Facebook page. But James, congratulations on being able to pull that off, and and best of luck to you guys and have a successful season. Yeah, That's they have really uh, flag football. He's got his flag football league going on. Uh, we're involved with Nace's flag football league. So a lot of stuff. And in fact, I'm in the uh, current process of being recertified. So all this stuff going on at once. But high school baseball, we've got uh, seating meetings coming up Monday. I can't, well, of course, I miss most of the season. Thursday for baseball. Oh, Thursday for baseball, Monday yeah. for softball? Monday for softball. Okay, so there we have it. The regular Now, is the regular season done, or they still have a chance to get a couple games in? They still have got a chance to get games until Wednesday. Now, are these going to be league games, or now are we into looking at some teams that are just trying to play in uh, some, you know? Yeah, I think some teams are mostly playing out-of-conference games at this point. You see a lot of the conferences have already been wrapped up. Yeah, because I know we had rainouts and the weather was an issue early on, and there was some debate. Oh, we have to get our league games in, so we're canceling our non-league yeah. uh, uh, opponents. Is the uh, waiving the Sunday rule was that also applying to a baseball yes. as well as softball? So we have tomorrow and Monday theoretically for softball if there are league games that have to be played. Those are the only games that have uh, direct uh, effect on the uh, PowerPoints. They can have non-leaguers. The morning of a playoff game, if they really want to. I mean, who would want to? Any of these games important where it might decide uh, positioning as far as uh, where you're going to be, or it doesn't really matter at this point? Not that I've seen at this point. I mean, you've already seen NFL is wrapped up, Niagara-Orleans is wrapped up, ECIC 1 is wrapped up, ECIC 3 is wrapped up. I mean, a lot of the conferences have already been wrapped up at this point. I think the biggest thing where it might have effect in the standings, to me, there's no really, quote, home field advantage Yes, if it turns out that the seeds are between Niagara Falls or Lockport and Jamestown, yeah, then there's an advantage. So who doesn't have to make the two-hour bus trip? But other than that, I'm not sure that. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I might disagree. Just yeah, a little I'm gonna bit, disagree too. Especially at Will North, I, I'm I'm not a big fan of that baseball diamond. I'm just not. Uh, that that could be a little bit of an advantage to Will North unless you've played there and know the layout. I mean, it's a baseball diamond, but. Just the way they have it there. I'm not a big fan unless you haven't been there. Yeah, Wilnor's not going to get a home game anyway. Probably not, but still, if you, I'm just saying, yeah. had someone had to go there, like an OP or Lancaster or whatever, Clarence, I don't like the way they have it, the baseball diamond set up with that turf there. It, it's confusing to a degree. The turf, well, there's I think also it would questions. be more of a disadvantage to the NFL team that might have to go there. The uh, 
ECIC teams have already go. played there yeah, once. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I they they got to do some work <coughs> on that field yeah, and that turf. They there's do some questions work. on whether the field really is meets the specs that it should be of a high school diamond. Because there's supposed to be a certain amount of feet behind the backstop. Yeah. Behind uh, the, the How do you catches. build a diamond if not up to specs? Because the specs are more built towards softball right now than yeah. they are towards baseball. Yeah. They have to fix that. There's some yeah, there has to be a fix. I mean, the catcher only has to do is turn turn around and pick up the baseball yeah. if it gets by. Oh, that's not right. Well, you compare that. So the uh, frontier catcher then would really have a tough time adjusting. You know how far back it is from home? I think it's farther from home plate to the backstop at frontier than it is from home plate to first base. I swear. That is a pass ball. You could get two bases, I think. Well, let me let me throw this out there. I mean, if you have, uh, you know, maybe you're used to playing on a grass field. You know, and it might have its lumps here and there. Now you're going to play, you haven't played on artificial turf. Let's say you're traveling to Niagara Falls and you're going to play the Wolverines on, on their field. Uh, isn't there an advantage there as a team that's used to one type of a field compared to the other? I think it would be the other way around. If you're used to well, playing just saying, on a the thing turf is, field where you're going to get the two Yeah, and it can lines, work the other way then too. Go yes. to a natural grass field, that would be more of an adjustment. So that's where I'm saying that, that you know home field may have an advantage. Yep, I agree. No, I, I, I agree with Raj on that one, no doubt. I think it's the vice versa where that when they leave that turf and you've got that perfect bounce that comes up for you, now you get the the divots, you get the lips, you get everything else that comes Soggy into play. Ground. Yeah, and you don't know how to play it. You don't. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you see a lot of the errors come into play or tough you know, tough bounces or things that you can't even control where it's bouncing completely over your head and it's looked like a ground ball that was going to be right between your legs. So no doubt I think that when you go from turf to grass, there's a big difference. And there's some there's some beautiful grass fields here, and there are some grass fields here that mm. you – it is just unbelievable how, how rough it the is. Pasture. They got to yep. put them out the pasture. Yeah, hopefully uh, those communities get those diamonds and fields. And I, just the same way we, if, if, you know, we push for the turf fields in football. We'd like to see it uh, more and more in baseball. I'd love to see an indoor facility built so we're not getting uh, crushed. It's coming. Over. It's coming. I hope so. Because <laughs> <laughs> someone, you're going to hear about stuff happening uh, very shortly. Good. In my lifetime. Yep. Yeah. Good. You're going to you're going to hear about it very shortly. There is right now the closest there is. There's a beautiful facility out in Rochester that can actually right now put a full indoor game inside the facility. In fact, I want to say um, uh, C played up there in a game over the winter to be able to do some prep work out there, and it was uh, – we have the facilities that are getting closer cool. and closer, and I think you're going to see something here in Western New York that very fa- soon. The facility in Rochester, you mentioned, I haven't been there and haven't seen it and haven't heard of it until now. Is it like a dome, like the Paddock Dome or the Whirly Dome? Or they? No, more of a building type? Yeah, it's more of a building okay. type is what it is. In fact, the dome ones, because we've got people that play in the dome ones here. The problem with the dome ones that have been here have been the lighting. Lighting's terrible. Lighting has yeah. been an issue because the lightings are usually above the decks where the golf is. Mm-hmm. So some of these kids are looking directly into the lighting, and it becomes very, very hard to be able to see balls. Oh, wow. Now, you know, you look at the start of the season, okay, you, you get your pitchers out there. Now you're at the end of the season. Everybody knows who uh, who has what as far as pitching goes. Uh, so there's really no surprises at this point when you're going up against another team. You usually, you know, I'm speaking about playoffs, uh, you have enough uh, information to know about pitching and, you know, who you're going up against. So these, I'm sure these coaches are well up, and, and does that change the dynamics of uh uh, of the first round. Uh, no doubt it's going to change the dynamics of a first round because I think personally when you look at some of these matchups, 
there's going to be a team that could be six, seven, eight seed that's got a chance to win that opening round game because they got that one pitcher that can shut you down. Mm-hmm. You know, great example right now. Look at Frontier. Frontier has been at the bottom of the ECIC one and now has turned around and beat uh, Clarence in a game, right? Now you're also talking about a kid in the name of Brian Norson who can completely go out and shut down a team by one person. Jason's brother by any chance? Yeah, uh, I, I, he's got an older brother. Does he go to St. John Fisher? Uh, I believe yeah, he, he might, he's probably done by <laughs> yeah, now. But that's where he went, yes, and that's, okay. and that's the guy, that's the brother, yes. So it's all it takes is that one pitcher to be able to uh, end your season, you know, if he's hot. And, you know, then you got the uh, pitch rules that – so now you're at the end of the year. you got to figure out, all right, do I want to sit my – I want to sit my starter this week so he's ready for first round or or are you looking at uh, – Well, exactly. I think I could get by this opponent, so I'm going to save my, st- my stud pitcher for the second round. Correct. Whereas the ace seed is going to use their ace – and the for number one seed might use their number two uh, pitcher just so they can have number one for the projected semi. A hundred percent, no doubt about it. That's exactly going to happen. What comes into play, but there is a caveat to the pitch counts. Pitch counts increase for playoffs. They give you another twenty pitches now for the playoffs oh. that you actually get an increase. So we're now st- you can extend some kids longer than you did before. That maybe we're only getting to the fifth, sixth inning. Now they're going to pitch the complete game for you. Ooh. Which makes that whole pitch count rule as more bogus than it is already. Oh, all of a sudden now you can pitch twenty more pitches in a game, but during the early part of the season you can't. Well, that could Follow be an effort, that, that could be an effort to save them for playoffs. It cut them a little bit of a slack. You're still saving pitches by having in the regular season. You're still saving the arm a little that, bit. But, well, yeah, but I thought it was a safety thing about the young person's arms more than saving them for the playoffs <laughs> and all yeah. that. It's just to me makes that uh, pitch count thing more subject to controversy. Again, who maintains the accurate count? What Both if, teams. Which teams? The whole team Both was, teams, and I believe the official, the romp also. Okay, so now, now you're going to get a situation. Hey, wait a minute. I scouted the game between you know, East Podunk and West Podunk. That East Podunk I like West pitcher Podunk. weighed a <laughs> lot more pitches. He. With the pitches I had on the pitch count, he's not eligible. How do they resolve stuff? That, like that's that? Well, be both teams need to verify pitch yeah. counts, so yeah. both teams have to have the same pitch count. Now, do you I'm, do that inning by inning? Yes, you'll see right. them send people over inning by inning and verify that that's exactly where you stand as far as pitches okay. go. So you go over there with your scorebook and yep. you say, "Okay, this is where I am." Yeah, they all then, have sheets yeah. where it's marked off per pitch, and they'll be like, "Okay, I have my pitcher at thirty-five pitches. Is that what you have?" Yes, it is. Okay, great. All right, so uh, let's say you know your coach of. Team A, I'm coach of Team B. We have a discrepancy. You have 33, I have 31. You've got uh, to figure that out. You've got to come up with a compromise then because the kids got to come out at that pitch count. You've got to be on the same so time. you have two two coaches that are bullheaded at this point. Neither one of them is willing to give an inch. Now what do you do? Well, the umpire is probably going to have to get into play there. I haven't seen or heard of it yet. But there are so many things that come into play, too. That's where Game Changer could come into play, where people can actually look at it and say, hey, I have pitch by pitch right here, and I can prove it. Wow. To me, so, the biggest uh, controversy, other than an omission on the score sheet, would be if, for example, you have about 13 foul balls with two strikes. That's where, you know, there's not a room on the scorebook to annotate that how do you do something like that well that's where the game changer would come in because you can annotate that on game changer game Game changer is you know it's an app 
So, so what are you doing if, now? You're keeping if you don't score have a smartphone, you're not watching it. Yes. To, yeah. Uh, paper yeah. scorebook. It's one of the easiest things to do, and I'm shocked that more people don't use it. It's a great tool because not Fantastic. only does it do the game, and you can look at it pitch by pitch. You can see spray charts of your kids, spray charts of your competitors. You can see anything you want in here, but it also keeps your entire stats for you. You don't have to worry about doing anything. When you say spray charts, I mean where the balls hit the left center, yep. right center. Is that what you're yep. getting? Yep, I can at? know. So in other words, let's just say is I ha- I use it for my 13U team, I coach. I can tell every one of my 13U hits where they got, where it went on the field, and I can see a chart of everywhere that they hit the ball. Do you have to input the information every inning? or You're inputting every pitch. Every pitch. So you're putting, so, so you see a pitch, you put in your ball info. Ball one, ball two, he swung at it. Ball three, yeah, and then and then when he hits it, you'll drag the player or the glove. You'll actually drag it to the spot where they caught the ball, so that's where you can see all the spray charts. Amazing, absolutely amazing. All right, we're gonna take a break. You have to explain more to this to me. (laughs) I would tell my salesman Joan about this when I get to our game today. Hey, coach, we have to use this because he's like that. He wants to know all the stats, and you know, because parents are wondering, hey, what did my kid do? And so this might be a great way for a great tool for coaches, and it's Uh, free. Yeah. Yes. I like that. Um, there's a little bit of a yeah, charge but for you. For what you want to do and what yeah. your coach wants to get out of it, it's free. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what I'd like to know is, you know, who are some of those lower seed teams that could surprise with that uh, hot pitcher? So we'll talk about that and more with Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri, along with everybody from Western New York West Athletics, Frank Will, Francis Beck, Tom Prince here. We're talking baseball, and yes, Roger Weiss is causing trouble, and he still causes trouble during the breaks, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you know, while we're you guys are listening to the fine commercials, Roger is causing trouble. It's just the way it goes. Don't well, I deny consistency, it. Anthony. Yes, you are. It's consistent. not whether you're good or bad. It's as long as you're consistent. You're tr- true, very true. Mm-hmm. Before the break, uh, oh, you had Francis. You had something for yeah. us that we forgot to get. Yeah, to. Yeah, we forgot news and notes. Uh, Mount Saint Mary's Lois Garlo score uh, broke the school record for goals in a season for Mount Saint Mary's. Uh, she now has, I believe, seventy-one goals. You know what's funny? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so Harry Scoff from the Buffalo News sent me a message Wednesday or Thursday, like around noon. What's going on today? Where are you going to be? I'm like, oh, I'm working, Harry. What do you mean, where am I going to be? I'm working. He said, no, where are you going to be tonight? I'm going down. I'm in. I'm down down the road at Philip Sheridan Building for the Mount St. Mary. I'm like, she's not going to break it today, Harry. She's going to break it Friday. <laughs> An hour and a half, two hours later, Wrong. after the game, Harry, here's the pictures. <laughs> she broke the record. You idiot. You weren't there. Like, ah. Good job, Harry. So, Harry, you the man, Harry. He is. All right, before the break, I, I uh, threw this out to you, Tom, about uh, you know a lower seed that could upset a higher seed if the pitching matchup is right. Uh, anybody fit that description? Oh, no doubt. Every single conference has got it. Like if we start right now at e- – um, so now it's different. It, before we were looking at conferences, right, ECIC1, ECIC2, now they mean nothing. Right now we go into our sectional play, right? Classes. So if we look at the double A class to start, just to go from top to bottom, and then you got Monsignor Martin, mm-hmm. which is the same exact scenario. There are some studs over on the Monsignor Martin division that could easily shut somebody down. But if we look at right now the surprises, we already talked about Frontier. 
and I apologize. I said they beat Clarence. They had actually beaten Will North for one for one of their big games where they came out of. Um, Jamestown was the one who beat Clarence. Jamestown's got a kid, Bryce Jackson, who right now is throwing low to right now low eighties in that in that spot to be able to easily come out and make a great outing against somebody. You've got even if you look at right now the bottom ones, Orchard Park even is at six and six, sitting right now at the five seed. Look at Josh McTighe right now. Can go in right now and shut somebody down and make it real difficult. Do you know who the four seed might be in that? Where they would if you're looking at the four seed right now, it's Niagara Falls. We you could be talking about yesterday. Niagara Niagara Falls just lost to Niagara Wheatfield. How many runs scored in that game? Thirty three. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was twenty two eleven or something like it that. It was incredible, and it all came towards the end, is where it came from. Yeah. But Niagara Wheatfield. I'm telling. I said it here when we had the first show. Watch out, they're going to be tough. He's got loaded pitching over there, uh, especially with a uh, kid by the name of James uh, Philippi, Philippi, I think it is, um, is leading that staff, and they are going to be a tough out for anybody. And now you see them jump under the number three seed. They could see they could see Jamestown as the first one, and now you're going to see Bryce Jackson go out to the mound. Hey, you have you know it's like hockey. If you have a hot goaltender, right. the low seed could beat the high seed. If you have a pitcher who's on his A game, it all depends on matchups. So, exactly. Tom, exactly it. Tom, you mentioned did Lancaster lock it up yesterday with that win, yes. the three two win, Benarski? Yeah. So, so Benarski came out. Uh, he actually went head to head with a kid named Blake Harlock of Orchard Park. Um, Blake pitched a gem against them. They go to the fifth inning, zero zero. Benarski just looks unbelievable also Orchard Park scrapes two runs in it's a two nothing game we go to the sixth inning Benarski still um still was in in the game at that point um then Harlock comes into pitch in the fifth gives gets the first two runners on for 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 uh Lancaster and I hate to say this but then they brought in my son Jordan into pitch uh, Jordan got the first two outs, and then Benarski comes up and laces a line drive right down. It was inches, <laughs> inches from the foul line. But, hey, it's a game of inches, and it was in the favor of Lancaster. He gets a double, bases loaded, clearing double. He keeps he proceeds to try to go to third. They get him out at third. Lancaster wins 3-2. Wow. What happened if you don't make the first or third out at third base? Yeah. Well, at that at that point, they, they, and they got the lead, right? So, um, but both of them pitched a gem. I'll tell you, that was another one for Orchard Park now that you've seen step up. Blake Carlock is a name to watch out for as somebody who's going to be on the mound. So, for out of double A right now, you're looking at Lancaster, Clarence. Niagara Wheatfield. Okay. And does, does Niagara Falls, could they... Make a run or I like his pitching. I mean okay. he's got Trevor Janesee is his top pitcher, who is again a kid that has shut everybody down they've played so far. He's gonna be somewhere in the mix. Okay. So there's no doubt it just depends it depends how long these openers opening pitching staff stays in there. Every game I've been to so far, once that starter comes out, what happens to the next kid that comes in? So Clarence last year went to sectionals. Correct. Do you see anybody you mean regionals? Don't you? Uh, regionals. They won section. They won section yeah, six. I know what you were talking about. <laughs> Between Lancaster, Clarence, and these other teams that we're talking about in Class AA, who do you see pushing Clarence this year? Could Lancaster 
take Clarence out this year. Oh, no doubt. A hundred percent. I mean, you're talking about they played each other one-to-one already this yeah. year, right? Yeah. Both very, very close games. But, I, you know, I, the reason why I would still give Lan- Lancaster the slight edge is that pitching staff. Okay. When I was I just going to ask you, Tom, you got no LG. is there a team that has LG's a pitching long staff that could go beyond the regionals? Yeah. Is that uh, Binghamton, that's where the uh, depth of your pitching staff comes into play. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Max Giordano, yep. right? Already a Division One commit with Niagara. Tom Minarski, Division uh, One commit with Niagara. You got Ben Damiani. This kid's unbelievable. You look at this kid, he's going to play football at the next level. I'm telling you right now, he'd go D1 anywhere for baseball. Wow. Wow. So my question is this. With the pitching, are you going to see a lot of coaches overthinking? Even though guys get an extra 20 pitches now, are you going to see some overthinking where guys are going to use maybe three or four pitchers in a one-four matchup, saving a guy for the final Section 6 title game? How do you see that playing out? Or do you see them riding out somebody in a you know in a one four matchup or a two six you're going to see both scenarios happen okay right in in the case where you're going to see multiple kids come out it also could be a scoring thing am i up by four or five runs where i'm going to take the risk now to pull this kid out to save him for another day well the reason why i bring this up is last year will north they had that rain out right against lancaster so surawet comes in he he pitches a gem to get into that game against Clarence, was that the game was. that was was stopped and then continued? Yeah, and then they had to play again. So yeah. now you burn Surwick, you know, just to get to that championship game. That's why I'm bringing that up. Yep. No, there's no doubt, and, and the problem, but but you got to get there first. You That's get there. the big thing. You got to get there, right? You got to get there and then go from yeah. there. So in that case, was Will North was saying, "I'm going to get there," and they did. Yeah. All I right. would have probably made the same exact move. Let's continue going through some of the, uh, uh, the, class the classes. Yeah, where should, we should hit A now. So if we go to class A1, listen, if you don't think, so again, I'm going to go to the lower teams that you said that could be making the mm-hmm. upsets. you got to look at West Seneca West right here. They were just playing in the ECAIC 1 division, had to play Lancaster, had to play Will North, had to play Orchard Park, beat Orchard Park, right, was one of their big wins. They're talking about somebody who's had some big wins and seen the competition that don't think that they can't go in right now and make some upsets right here. Anthony, um, this is a team that uh, even though they dropped down from AA to A, they did not drop down from yeah. ECIC1 right, to ECIC2. So their wins are uh, multi-huge when it comes to the PowerPoint setup. Yep, and, and again, we, we've talked about it before, a new coach. Jeff Helmbrook at the the helm here, and he's doing exactly what we said he was going to do, and he's getting them ready for the playoffs. Good job, Jeff. Good job, buddy. He's got some horses, man. He does. Uh, Chase Chidowski is probably their big guy that you've seen Mm. out there. He's the one Mm. that also got the pitching win over Orchard Park. Hockey player. Um, Yeah, you're going to see. They've got a a stretch ready to go. Watch out to see what happens there. Um, They're ready. Oh, yeah, no doubt. They're ready. No doubt. And then look at the other side, Kent, uh, West Seneca East, who's right there in the standings with them. Did you see the last game that they had he posted? Six home <laughs> runs out of, the, out of the game. Wow. He had three kids go multi-home run games with two home runs apiece. Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah. Plus, you got Grand Island, right? <laughs> Say that again? We're going to get into Grand Island. Are they A? Well, Grand Island is, A2? you're already talking, they're going to be probably the number two seed okay. right now behind Will East. But I sat here and told you from day one yeah. when we started that Grand Island was going to be in the mix. Is You're talking about a number two seed here. That Santorio is, is always in the mix. 
he they, they've got a strong team. They and they've got a balance of both pitching and hitting. You look at some of the stats that were coming out of there uh, of Grand Island, and there are some nice stats that have been coming out of there. And then you're talking about probably led right now by uh, Art Meany, Cam Sianco, were two of the players that you just saw me recognize constantly, two of the leaders that are on that team DePalma's right now. is the kid on Grand Island that I really like. Frank you were DePalma, talking about before? That's the kid I really like. He can go yard any any He can hit take anyone out. That Art Meany's another one. I mean, he he was all over my statistics that I put out this past week when I put out all the numbers. Every time he saw whoever he was playing, three hit game, home run game, like he was all over the place. He's going to be somebody wow. to watch out for. Yeah, that's productive. Um, if we go to a two, what you can see right now is I think this is probably going to be tougher to see somebody come out of the very bottom of this 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 uh, class, but the middle of the pack, Star Point and Pioneer. Watch out for both of those two teams. Pioneer is really young. You're seeing mainly freshmen and sophomores on this team. Watch out for the future, what this is. But they got freshmen and sophomores that have already been tested. Watch out. You can see somebody step up there. Yeah, because they got the experience now. Looking ahead then to the crossover, is there an A2 team capable of knocking off the A1 uh, team? Yeah, Lakeshore. Lakeshore, who you just saw go ECIC uh, three champions, I watched them play. They got a kid that's got the potential of going D1 on the mound in Nate Lockwood. Um, you're talking about a 6'4 pitcher out there, um, has been lights out all season, always on my leaderboard with eight, nine strikeouts a game, somewhere in that realm. Righty or lefty? Righty. Wow. You know, Can you see him coming around third base, three-quarter sidearm? Oh, my God. That's scary. And probably Lakeshore has the hottest, I would say, one of the hottest hitters right now in western New York, almost hitting. I think they told me about 600 right now. But he hasn't got enough bats right now to uh, to be there. Like 21 RBIs already. John Wilson, I watched the kid go uh, three-hit game in front of me, named him player of the game against the Iroquois. This kid's on fire right now. And if that bat stays hot, watch out. Holy cow. So if he gets up to bat five times a game, he's going to get three hits. Yeah, you hate that as a coach. (laughs) Terrible. i got to rely on this guy. And and the same one, but you still look at that conference when we're talking about A2. I mean, Maryville's right in there, too. Maryville's got deep pitching is what he has. And you, that's, you know, people would beg to have an amount of pitching that he's got. So you're talking about the pitching there. If it keeps going the way it is, he can easily put himself, because he can go so many games, he can easily have the pitching staff in order to get there. Um, that pitching staff led by, um, by Paul Trippi. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, one last segment of Inside High School Sports. Don't forget, we got Sports Talk Saturday coming up at 11 o'clock. Keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. 
Shout out to all the moms out there for Mother's Day. Thank you for all that you do in sports. We've talked about this in the past. You know, they're, they're the ones they're ushering and taxiing and near the kids to games and practices and uh, doing so much volunteering in the uh, the the uh, the concession stands or you know just being team moms and just a big shout out to all the moms and for everything that uh, you ladies do including my wife, Jeannie. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, don't forget, get out to 93 straight, 93rd Street uh, Field, Cayuga Baseball. We have our uh, tent up for the big basket raffle, some good items. If you want to go on there, so some bikes. Uh, as I mentioned, a uh, uh, electric uh, uh, smoker. That's the one I'm going to bid on. So uh, head out there. Opening day weekend for us at Cayuga. Really excited. Flag football full in effect going on right now as well. All right, Tom. Before uh, we let you go, we have to continue. And first of all, we're going to you know we're not going to get to everybody today. So we're going to you know don't relax. We will be doing this next week and uh, picking up where we left off. But uh, we are in what B's B one. Yeah, B one, which I think has got to be one of the most competitive classes. Normally you. You know, you don't hear that. You always hear just double A or some of the bigger conferences. But I got to tell you, listen to some of these records: Fredonia twelve and zero, only in ten and zero, Depew eleven and one, Tonawanda eleven and two, Albion at seven and four, and I'm going to tell you a sleeper to watch out for: Lackawanna at six and four. Which Lackawanna you don't normally hear in baseball, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you Lackawanna's got some kids that can play over there. Um, we talked about them being a sleeper because they came off their their Florida run as one of their uh, top years that they had in a while, led by Alex Rodriguez, Chris, Chris Switek. I thought A-Rod retired from that. I was just going to say, where do they play again? I'm going to go there just in case uh, Shalo shows up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. No, no, you're fine. And then Danny Elvers and Eddie Bender are two other ones to watch out for there. Um, Depew, if you remember, we talked about last year, Dennis Crowley took over that program. Look at what he's done in two years. Took him to the championship and lost to Tom Benarski, a kid we were already talking mm-hmm. about is at Lancaster now, and takes him to the championship there. He's got him to make a run again right now. He is loaded right now with the amount of people that he's got on that team. He's got a, a stud pitcher in Anthony Hammer, um, Joe Pagano, Zach Buck, Jock, Josh Goss, Ryan Hack, and Dante DiDorenzo. Um, huge names that are out of there. Olean, do not count them out whatsoever. Gee, what a surprise. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and here's a name you guys may recognize, Dylan Vincent, um, one of their top players. First team uh, returner from last year, batted 534. Canisius is already committed to. Lucas Chapman and Zach Parr, unbelievable what you've seen, the numbers coming out of Olean right now. And then Fredonia who is every year in baseball is in the mix. Yeah, that's uh, a that's a program. Uh, Gull's got a, a program going on there. Every year you know is going to be uh, in the mix. Yep, and um, definitely led by uh, Trey Schwartz right now is tearing it up for uh, Fredonia, some of the numbers. He's had a five-hit game already. He's had four-hit game. He's had multi-hit games that have been out there. Seth Schrader's already knocked one out of the park. Derek Walters and Reed Tarnowski led by... Absolutely led the pitching staff and Ryan Merzaka, another one they watch out for. But these this is a stacked conference. You even have Springville sitting at three and seven, and Springville's even uh, a, a very good team. He's got a couple kids that could go to the mound and shut you down. Um, Austin Lux is a name that you you want to watch out for. That's actually coach's son, uh, Joel Lux's coach. 
uh, his son that will actually be out there. I've seen the kid pitch. He can absolutely shut somebody down. Um, Wolf is another name to watch out for Springville. Jarrett Wolf. Sean Wright is another name that I've recognized out there. You're just talking about a conference that is, you could see a lot of different things happening. A lot of parity there. Yeah. In the B2 conference, I think, honestly, you've got one team here that is head and shoulders above everybody. Um, that's Roy Hart. Um, so Royalton Heartland. The, you know, I always say Roy Hart, but um, unbelievable. Led by two brothers, Jacob Brunning and, um, and his brother, no doubt are, are going to be um, the people who lead that staff. You've got not only those two, but you've got – so it's Charlie and Jacob running. You've got Alex Zapsos and Ben Schwab. The numbers they come out every single game, it seems like they have somebody who reaches that list. But Charlie Brunning will, you'll see, will be a D1 person when he's ready to commit. His brother Jacob is already committed to go to Niagara – you got Alex Zapsos, which is going to um, Seton Hill, Division II. Uh, and then Ben Schwab is going to Wells College. I mean, he they're loaded right there. I, I will really be shocked if they don't come out of this. So you have Roy Hart going on to face the winner of B1. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I really, But, again, there are some good teams here. I just think that they're that good. But you've got Medina, who's going to be in the mix. Akron's got a strong team. You're talking about... Uh, and then Southwestern, who's also in there. You've seen Cole Snyder. Some of the football names that you mm-hmm. see out of there are going to be in the mix here. You look at this conference right now, it's hard to see when you look at when you look at this section because you see so many. Uh, there are some of the city teams in that are mixed in here. So when you look at the records, it's hard to actually shape out exactly where they are because you have Gowanda that's 5-3 and three sitting at, towards the bottom of the conference. Wilson, who's 3-5. and five, you want to talk about watch out there. I mean, you caught if you remember last year when we talked about baseball, right? When we talked about Wilson, Wilson was where we had potentially the kid that we were talking about that could be player of the year. Wow. I mean, it's you love when you see the parody, you love to see how close they are, and when that's what I, I like about the playoffs is anything can happen when you get that right matchup and that's what it's all about. All right, Tom, we're out of time for today. Next week we'll have you in studio. We'll uh, take a look at Monsignor Martin. We'll uh, look at uh, C's and D's that we didn't get to. And uh, kind of, well, you'll already, Raj, you'll already have the up uh, where we are with softball because they've had their seating meeting Monday. And when would the uh, first round be? Uh, to the, the pre quarters Tuesday. In fact, next Saturday when we talk about softball, class A and B, we will already know, you know, A1, B1. A2, B2, we will already know who the semifinalists are. So basically it's the Class A quarterfinals and the Class B quarterfinals, if you consider the crossover as the uh, final and all that. All right, yeah. so next week we'll get you up to date we'll on it. Right and it. lacrosse uh, seeding meetings are also this week too. So playoffs get going next week. This is spring go by so fast. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. All right. Uh, Thank you, Derek, for producing. Uh, Nate's up next with Sports Talk Saturday. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Happy Mother's Day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.